Universally agreed upon is that the EMP attack allows for an almost unimaginable amount of damage to be done with nothing more than a single nuclear warhead and a missile capable of deploying it to the right altitude. Given that there are more than 128,000 such warheads and 10,000 such missiles in existence, it seems prudent to better understand and prepare for this very real and present danger. What many do not know is that the U.S. has been openly threatened with an EMP strike by Russia, Iran, and North Korea. Leaderships of these countries have come to appreciate the truly asymmetric nature of such an attack. Consider that an EMP strike would be largely independent of weather, result in long-lasting infrastructure damage, and inflict a damage-to-cost ratio far greater than any conventional weapon, including a nuclear dirty bomb. Worse yet is that our enemies would not limit themselves to a single EMP strike. Rather, they would detonate several warheads, carefully timed and positioned across the nation to achieve maximum damage. Author Nicholas Sansbury Smith understands how an attack could cripple the United States. I first spoke with him when he was working for Iowa Homeland Security and Emergency Management in the Disaster Preparedness Field. He reached out when he was writing a science fiction story about solar storms with some questions about my book, Disaster Preparedness for EMP Attacks and Solar Storms. Since then, Nicholas has also spent a great deal of time researching EMPs. Trackers is a work of fiction, but many of the places in the story are real. Utilizing his background in emergency management and disaster mitigation, Nicholas has done an excellent job of describing a realistic geopolitical crisis that sets the stage for an EMP attack. The following story is a terrifying scenario in which brave men and women must adapt to a challenging new world, a world that we could see ourselves being thrust into. Part of me wishes Nicholas had continued writing purely science fiction stories about aliens and government-designed bioweapons, because Trackers is a novel that could become non-fiction. Prologue Secretary of Defense Charlize Montgomery marched with an entourage of heavily armed soldiers down a well-lit concrete hallway. Both Charlize and Albert Randall, her security agent and closest ally, carried a military-issued M4 and wore a ballistic vest. The snug armor seemed to compress her pounding heart. Each step she took, it got tighter. Execute, one of the soldiers said. Two men slung their rifles over their backs, punched in codes on the security panel, and then stepped away from the door. The hydraulics clicked, the sound echoing in the narrow passage. Albert moved in front of Charlize and raised his M4. Taking a step to her left, Charlize strained to see if the helicopter had already landed on the island. Albert matched every step she took. He was no longer her shadow. He now walked by her side wherever she went. The soldiers gave an all-clear and Albert motioned for Charlize to follow him out onto the grass. A dark bowl dotted with stars hung over Cape Canaveral. She searched the darkness for any sign of the Sikorsky SH-60 Seahawk. The mid-September breeze, still humid, whipped the palm trees back and forth on the berms disguising the island. 
There was no sign of civilization in the distance, making it easy to spot a single red flashing dot on the horizon. Charlie stepped forward to see if it was the Seahawk. Although she was surrounded by a dozen soldiers, she still felt uneasy. Just miles away, American citizens were killing one another for cans of SpaghettiOs. Reports were also trickling in of civilians taking pot shots at military choppers across the country. Echo One incoming, announced a muscular sergeant named Collins. Charlize watched the outline of the Seahawk approach, with a breath held in her chest. The breeze rustled her short-cropped hair and stung her burned skin, but her eyes were clear. For the past twenty-four hours she'd sobbed and sobbed until she couldn't cry any more. It had been so long since she'd held her son, Ty, but in a few more minutes he'd be here, her joy was shadowed by guilt. This reunion had come at a staggering cost. Dozens of soldiers had...